Welcome to MAP, the bi-weekly market access podcast provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. Mars makes it as easy as possible for you to get your pharmaceutical, medtech or digital health product to the market and of course get the price it deserves. My name is Stefan Walzer, I'm the founder of Mars and a health economist by training and working in the fields of market access, reimbursement, pricing and health economics already since 2004. And now let's learn about the market access and reimbursement systems around the globe. So Swiss healthcare market access, I think, was already part of one of our earlier podcast episodes. So just in a nutshell, when you have a drug or also a medical device, um, the kind of clear pathway is to have an application to the so-called BAG, which is the, the a kind of key and core decision maker in Switzerland. There are templates available. I would always say it's a bit more of, of a pragmatic approach in comparison to, for example, Germany. And uh, within those kind of, let's say, templates, you need to, first of all, obviously prove that there's an unmet medical need for the Swiss healthcare market. So please try to find and really include Swiss data. I think that's always preferred over any other kind of data. Also, just maybe for those who are not, let's say, working and living in the area of Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. It's not the same if you take German or Austrian data into Switzerland. Swiss people are different from a bit from the culture. I think we have also debated that slightly with also Remo Christian and also with Michael Zürcher. But I think ultimately, it's also the healthcare system. I think that's the most important thing, right? I think there might be very special kind of areas which are then drivers also of the demand and the supply speaking as an economist in the healthcare market. The second thing what you need to obviously provide is then the efficacy data. The BAG asks for the three core publications. So meaning that if you don't have published data, obviously you can still submit. So the clinical standard report is anyway, um, or should anyway, let's call it that way, one of the references and part of the package to be sent to the BAG. However, the BAG is especially looking for peer-reviewed publications of those core um, trials. Within those trials, obviously, you need to prove the efficacy and the safety. Efficacy, I would say the discussions on the endpoints is sometimes a bit pro more pragmatic in comparison to the German process, for example. So sometimes also endpoints are, let's say, more acceptable also, if they are maybe not seen as patient relevant from a GBA's perspective. So you see there are already some specifics of the Swiss market. And secondly, I think it could also be the other way around, right? Yes, the GBA is maybe sometimes taken as a kind of proxy of patient relevance from the BEG, but from our experience, it, it, this, it is especially the case if the BEG really don't see the big benefits. Just keep in mind also here, sometimes and especially in some key areas or this disease areas, maybe it's better said, um, they are not really experts at the BAG level, right? So it's also then important when you explain and introduce the disease that the disease is also quite clearly, let's say, described. That means also what, what we normally say as well is let's, let's try to make the patient lively when somebody at the BAG really reads the application because that helps obviously also understanding the impact um, which might be shown in the clinical trials. 
And then thirdly, and I think that's a lot of times, I think one of the core drivers to find the solution with the BEG, it's obviously the prices. And the prices here, I think, are, let's say, twofold. The, on the one hand, you have the, let's call it internal prices, which means prices within Switzerland against anything which could be seen as a comparator. So that is also where companies need to come up with a clear rational why different kind of products are seen as a comparator. The BAG are doing the same things here. And secondly, um, the prices from the other countries. So, so Switzerland is taking into account the basket of countries and they are also then taken as a kind of average and both sides have the same weight. So the, so the prices from Switzerland against the comparators, but also the prices from the other countries. And those two together are then making up the price. The only kind of little maybe additional thing here is the so-called premium. And there is a maximum of a 20% premium in case you can basically prove that this innovation premium can be really charged to the product. Meaning you need to show obviously why the product is, for example, a breakthrough, a real kind of next step in the treatment of the disease. But once this is through, and by the way, I think if you go into the area of medical devices and diagnostics, the process is actually very similar. Templates are different. Uh, obviously, the kind of efficacy parameters are defined more according to the diagnostics and medical devices um, as given in the template then also. And a lot of times it's more as well that this even a systematic literature search should and is the basis for the whole kind of submission, which is not absolutely mandatory for a drug submission. But once that is done, and that is also why I have invited Michael Zürcher for that podcast episode, what about the commercialization? How to best involve, let's say, the clinicians? Keep in mind, Switzerland is obviously smaller, smaller than, for example, France and Germany. So you have sometimes, a lot of times, only very few expert centers, either in the inpatient or the outpatient setting. So it's also very important to, let's say, think who and how to best approach them. Who is the kind of, let's call it the big boss of the KOLs, right? So that's maybe the best, first of all, to approach him or her. Um, not only that he, she, uh, let's say, should be the first kind of entrance, but it's also a lot of times that the other physicians are basically asking what that person basically thought about. What about the various health insurance companies in Switzerland? We have a lot of different health insurance companies and some of those are also setting up different integrated care contracts, for example, which is also then important when you think about a launch strategy. Um, finally, keep in mind, we've heard that also in the episode with Remo Christen, for example, there's the early paid access program, which could also be an interesting kind of pathway. And within that access program, obviously, you always need as well a risk share agreement, whatever that looks like, which might also be obviously helpful when you're coming up with the BG, but also when you potentially also enter into the Swiss healthcare market. So let's listen what Michael Zürcher thinks about it. Welcome, Michael Zürcher, another core expert from the Swiss market, I think. This time, a bit more with a focus on the commercialization of Switzerland. I think this also shows where the experience what Michael brings into the discussion. I think he was a medical manager, a sales rep, but then also moving quite clearly into the commercial roles like business unit managers and also then finally a European launch leader before he's now also his own boss. He's now the CEO and owner of Swissart Pharma, 
also and especially focusing on commercialization in Switzerland. Now let's see how to best connect market access and commercialization. Perfect. Thank you, Michael, directly out of Switzerland. Today, again, focusing on the Swiss market. And I think you as a, especially also as a commercial expert for Switzerland, I think I'm really looking forward now to try to find the combination between market access reimbursement and the commercialization of products in the Swiss environment. So maybe just to simply start with, right? I mean, how is the Swiss healthcare system organized? And why maybe you think it's a system really innovation friendly? Thank you, Stefan, first for inviting me. It's really cool to be here um, on the podcast of Mars. I was looking forward and um, thank you also for the first question. So um, the Swiss healthcare system, let me start with regulatory maybe because not everyone is aware that uh, we have Swiss Medic, which is a fully independent agency and attached to the Federal Department of Home Affairs. And, you know, it's the classical to-dos on uh, Swiss medics uh, list, like uh, the authorization of medicinal products. But what I think is interesting is they are also granting the establishment license for companies. So uh, you need to, to have a quality management system. And that's something that um, companies need to be aware of uh, when they want to enter Switzerland. Also, um, it's a, a different a thing with the wholesale system. So you cannot simply ship uh, drugs from Germany to the Swiss system. No, you need a wholesaler, a pre-wholesaler. And this is also quite um, special. So Swiss Medic has um, various authorization procedures. One is the standard process, uh, which takes 480 days. Uh, it's interesting to know it's about 80,000 Swiss franc. So it's quite cheap to have such a, a dossier um, uh, assessed. And um, on top of the standard process, you also have pre-notification. So you win a few months. You have the standard fast track, you know. Um, and what I think is very interesting is the conditional approval pathway. That is only implemented since 2019. And I actually had the pleasure to, to file one drug um, on that conditional approval pathway until data is more uh, mature when you get then um, a formal approval. Noteworthy maybe also is the um, uh, foreign reference registration according to article 13. This is quite unique, I think, because if you have um, somewhere in the world a registration, you can just take that dossier and, um, and submit that uh, to, to the Swiss authorities. There's also a lot um, of, of interaction international, I think, with the ACSS consortium, with Australia, Canada, Singapore, and uh, recently UK is joining. And I'm sure you have heard about Orbis, which is more the oncology drugs. So it's now a permanent member of, of that uh, Orbis project, which is led by the FDA. Maybe just to finalize, it's very astonishing and nice to see that 7,500 drugs are actually on the desk of Swiss Medic. That, that's quite impressive. So this is Swiss Medic, the regulatory body, and then we have market access. Um, this is a bit tricky, and uh, Stefan, you you are the expert, so I, I try my best. Um, but you know, there are four or maybe five uh, access pathways. The most common and the first is um, the list of pharmaceutical specialties. Uh, where the drug is reimbursed and for all patients. And the BRG, the Federal Office of Public Health, is looking at um, the efficacy, at the appropriateness, 
of the dossier and the drug and the economic viability. And there, there is, you know, there's a discussion, pricing with the foreign countries basket and then the therapeutic comparison in Switzerland. Sometimes you get an innovation bonus um, and then this, this starts. And currently there are about 3,000 drugs on the list of specialities. Yeah, the timeline in, in the BRG is, you, you know, Legia Artis, it would be 60 days, but it can be much longer. I experienced uh, a few days from uh, approval until months and two years. So it's always a bit um, uh, a discussion. The second, and this is a Swiss speciality, is Article 71, um, where the pharma company is negotiating directly with the health insurance companies. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll come to that later, but that's an important pathway in Switzerland. Third, and this is a rather cool um, pathway as well, and very, very hot because, um, you know, there are a lot of gene therapy players down the road and uh, we have a lot of innovative modalities with, um, with the new treatment, gene editing. Uh, so this is covering the, the birth defects. And this is actually not handled by the BRG, by, but by the inv invalidity insurance. And this is, cutting edge really to have that process. It's also in, in, in discussion currently with revision of the insurance uh, law for invalidity. And then the fourth, and, and this is a very strange name, it's the new and controversial therapies. And uh, well, it's, it's actually a CAR-T, so cellular therapies, which is the fourth pathway. And then we have that layer of, of DRG. I just want to give you a few high-level figures of the Swiss healthcare system. So we have 55 to 60 health insurance companies. They cover all the mandatory and highly regulated uh, basic insurance um, services. And we have a competitive supplementary insurance market. So, you know, you, you can then choose whether we want to be alone in a room or share it and what kind of meals you want and which physician should see you. And if you want to have dental insurance and homeopathic stuff, you know, so this is competitive. In Switzerland, we have 18,000 physicians, 1,800 pharmacies, and um, 280 hospitals. The major ones are the university hospitals, uh, the five of them. So best known is uh, Zurich, for instance, or Basel or Bern, and then in the French-speaking part. Maybe uh, of note is also the industry association. So Interpharma is clear, but FIPS is also very strong. And then for the small upcoming uh, biotech, so we have the Swiss Biotech um, Association. Thank you, Michael. I think that was really a good summary. And I think it also shows the pragmatic approach, I think, which happens and it's also available in the Swiss market. Um, besides other things, you have also mentioned the maybe even sometimes really high demand for innovations, especially also by patients. Do you think that this is maybe also the reason for maybe the, in comparison to other countries, um, relatively high proportion um, of payment into the healthcare system? I, I think yes, absolutely. It's very innovative. And I was um, thinking, what what could that be? And it's for for one thing, it's the patients which are demanding in Switzerland. So everyone wants a second opinion. 
we have strong patient groups. So there's a strong patient pull uh, recently with cystic fibrosis discussions, you know, with reimbursement, but others as well. And not only the patients are demanding, oh, physicians are also demanding. They're well-trained. They have high-class education. They're internationally connected. And the mindset is really to use cutting-edge uh, therapies. And Article 71 actually allows the usage of, of these therapies, even if they're not registered and even if they're not um, reimbursed. So although Switzerland is small and adds some more complexity, and it's frequently overlooked, you know, I think it's a very attractive market. And um, it's also a wealthy market where you can make a profit if you set up the business smartly. Yeah, that's about it, uh, Stefan. Staying within the innovation frame, as you have also just um, laid that out, and maybe moving a bit further in the so-called ATMPs, where also the newly available cell and gene therapies are included. Are there any special pathways maybe in Switzerland available, especially if we think about the limited evidence, sometimes and obviously a lot of times also combined with the high cost for these therapies? Yeah, I think that that, that could be one of the top reasons. Um, and it, it all starts, I mean, with the, with the richness of the country. I mean, we have the second highest gross domestic product worldwide and, and people can afford it, you know, and um, just to give you a figure on, on medicine we spend per capita, we spend more than $1,000 and compare it to, to Germany, it's, it's below 800 and, and, and France is about 600. And so, so it's a, it's a rich, it's a rich environment. And also people think it's, it's, it's a basic right to have access to health. And, um, you know, it's, it's even written in our constitution in, in article 117, which says something like, uh, the cantons and the Swiss state needs to make sure that, uh, high quality primary medical care is accessible to all. And it's also in our, in, in our legislation in the federal health insurance law. So it's mandatory. I think this is one driver and, the other one driver, and I think is inherent in, in our system, and now we're getting a bit uh, into the psychological aspects um, in, of our system. And, you know, we, we can choose our contribution. So if we say, yeah, we're probably sick or we're older, so we have a high, a, a low contribution, so self-pay, and this is 300 Swiss francs. So if you're elderly or sick, you have 300 Swiss francs. You pay a higher premium. And if you're young and healthy, you go to the max and you have a low insurance premium, but you have a higher um, cost contribution, which is 2,500. So what I want to say is once you approach those 300 or 2,500, you don't care uh, how much it will cost you. So it's a, for me, it's the system that actually enforces that behavior. So I benefit as a patient and the society is taking the cost. It's the same like the carbon footprint. You know, I go to holiday and fly to, uh, I don't know, to, to Africa and have a good time, but uh, the, the carbon footprint is for everyone on everyone's shoulder. So this is the system. And um, I was thinking, should we change that system or not? Um, because so many people also benefit from it. So uh, yeah, it's a, a philosophical question. 
the basics is that there's a no negotiation between manufacturer, the health insurance and the Swiss hospital association. And what is especially interesting is that the highest executive body in Switzerland, so the Swiss Federal Council, will actually clear that uh, that deal and makes it then mandatory, um, the mandatory coverage for all health insu insurance uh, companies. And we have now, uh, I think we have two CAR-T therapies in Switzerland, Kimraya, Yaskarta, and uh, since 2020. And this is, I think, um, a very nice mechanism how to bring all the stakeholders together and then offer therapies um, in a coordinated way to Swiss patients. The third sub-question was about uh, the limited evidence. And yes, this is possible um, with cheap or with expensive or with, uh, with all treatments. And this is this famous Article 71. Um, and this is a Swiss specialty. And, you know, there's strict requirements. So, you know, not everyone can prescribe Article 70, 71 because these patients must be first uh, have a disease which is life-threatening, heavy, imposes a chronic burden, um, and there's no alternative treatment. And a significant therapeutic benefit must be expected. And there are three sub-articles which regulate, you know, I don't want to go into much detail, but it's, it's in-label, it's off-label, it's reimbursed or not, it's registered in Switzerland or not. Um, but this article regulates that process. And at the end, it's the physician who takes the responsibility because it has not been cleared by Swiss medics. So it's, it's quite interesting. And it's also an ethical discussion, I think. And the physician is taking a lot of responsibility. Once um, he has decided he wants to apply, and this is always a single patient um, program, he approaches the health insurance and submits what he has in terms of clinical data and rationale and so on. And then is, you know, the back and forth discussion. You, you get then usually a rating, um, ABC, where A says, yes, the best level of clinical evidence. And you also get the best price then. But it can also go down to B or C, where even um, you just give it a try um, and say, let's try if it works. So where you don't have a lot of, of data um, available. And the lower the quality is, the less rebate you then, you then um, provide. So, yes, it's possible, even with um, little, little evidence, um, to, to provide these kind of possibilities to Swiss patients, which, which I think is, um, is, is very nice to have that in Switzerland. If we now leave a bit the market access or the reimbursement side and moving to the commercial preparation, which I think is also your kind of main expertise, what would be your kind of recommendation for companies who have just received or are close basically to receiving a positive BAG recommendation? Yeah, I think so. The BAG decision is an absolutely crucial decision. I know everyone is fired up and uh, is excited and that's nice, but I'm afraid to say because after the BAG, there's no time to plan anymore. So all strategic thinking and homework has to be done beforehand. And, um, you know, the first six to nine months, they really uh, decide on the success of the launch. So this is make it or, or break it. And you don't have a second chance to make it right. So there is little um, leeway for, for mistakes. So to your question, I think after the BAG, it's all about flawless implementation. 
So you just need to 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 push the play and fast forward button and uh, and and just implement what you have done in in the pre marketing. So I think still what is important um, is that you you nurture a talented team and that you nurture a passion, that you have a purpose, that you put stretch goals that that people are hungry for success, but also they find pleasure in what they're doing and they act as a team, not only internal, but also external then with, uh, with the infield teams. That's, I think that that's absolute key. The second one is to deliver on the common strategy. And when we talk about the infield team, that's what I call the sales representative, medical affairs, or the MSL, but also the market access colleagues or key account managers. They need to deliver on the common strategy and they have one voice and, and one message. There is basically no time to discuss anymore and, you know, to have that give and try mentality and, uh, uh, and then try to implement what, try to test. And, you know, we, we don't have time for that anymore. The third recommendation I would give is all hands on deck. And I include the management here. Uh, the, the management is very important to, to bolster the, the team spirit. And uh, everyone needs to be, and it's old fashioned, but it's everyone needs to be diligent and reliable and have a good customer engagement and a good targeting. And this is so important um, to, to have a first good contact with, with the customers. Maybe the fourth is be fast, feedback loops, adjust, fine tune, bring in the early patient experience, react to competitive um, reactions, bring the hot news from the congresses. Uh, so it's the most exciting time in, in pharma life when you launch a drug and it's all about implementation. So wrapping everything up now a bit and you have nicely summarized it, um, and moving again as well a bit into the direction of Germany. I mean, I am German, coming out of the German system, obviously. Um, but what we have just heard is uh, quite clearly that there is a good proportion of pragmatism into the Swiss system. We see that also already in the templates available. But I think another kind of clear driver is, I think, the Swiss mentality, also finding solutions and also creating win-win situations, even in those kind of processes. So, Michael, If you could just stand up, for example, and just tell the Germans, look, this is what you can really learn from Switzerland, what would it be? <laughs> uh, Stefan, you, um, you know, um, the, the Swiss mentality is they're always a bit shy and they, they don't want to criticize, especially not our friends in Germany. So uh, I would never dare to, to, to share any good recommendations. But um, I'm also not an expert for, for, for Germany and um What, what I can offer you, I think, is what I find what is important in Switzerland when you want to launch and, um, you know, what all needs to happen before the BRG. And I think uh, maybe I could try to summarize my experience in, in, in that respect. And maybe you find a few nuggets that are um, helpful also for the, for the German market. So um, the first thing is start small but start early and what you said exactly with the ql engagement and so on and you know pre-launch takes time and my recommendation is always start 18 months before launch not not with a big team but start to scout the market try to understand try to to resource smartly 
try to build a small team. Um, and, um, you know, there's so many mistakes can be done. Uh, I mentioned the new um, establishment license for new companies. I mean, if you don't know about it, you lose six months. Um, if you don't know the wholesaler process, uh, you're stuck. You, you don't bring the drug into Switzerland. If you make it wrong with the positioning of the drug, if you have market access mistakes, uh, it can be very costly and that would be a shame. So start early, start small and, and build a talented team who can scout. The other one that I would like to share is do your homework. So make a business case, make a go-to-market strategy, understand the competitors, understand the patient needs, talk with physicians, as you indicated, uh, be clear on the product positioning um, and build and shape it in development while you move towards uh, towards launch. And then something free that is frequently forgotten, but what I think is important is for newcomers to build a trustful company image. And, you know, I see that sometimes with U.S. companies, they have a great standing in U.S., so they are the high flyers and so, but... In Switzerland, we have Roche, we have Novartis, we have other players. And to build that trust for the company and to present the company, I think this is important to have a genuine interest in the physician, in the customer, and then also to deliver on the promise. And maybe to, to wrap it up, when it comes to market access, I think that's a no-brainer. You have to, to speak with Mars. No, that, that's clear. So thank you again, Michael. I think it was a great talk, good discussion. And I think it clearly shows, I think, how important also the commercial preparation, the branding and the perception also of the company, besides obviously preparing the different kind of steps for the reimbursement is really for the Swiss market. So thank you again. I'm looking forward to further discussions and also corporations. So as just discussed with Michael, there are various aspects in order to be successful in the Swiss healthcare market. One is quite clearly to prepare also the clinicians, meaning the market basically, for yourself. So you should already start very early in terms of a network with the core clinicians, with the KOLs, with the clinical centers. This is especially important as Switzerland is obviously a small country and hence people know each other, meaning that they also speak to each other. On top of that, I think uh, taking into account the mentality also the various stakeholders, not only the clinicians, but also, for example, healthcare decision makers, also trying to find solutions. This having in mind, you would also need to obviously think also already when preparing the templates, so meaning the dossier for the BAG submission, a pragmatic approach and also a bridge already for the healthcare decision makers in order to come to an agreement. Secondly, or thirdly, it's also important to already start with the company itself. So if it's a small company with maybe not a footprint yet in Switzerland, it's also important to start already a kind of branding of the company. That does not necessarily really mean uh, to create a large kind of base with big offices, etc. It's rather to brand the company what they want really to achieve in Switzerland. So do they want to basically stay there and really expand there? But it's really to show that Switzerland and the patients and the stakeholders are important to the company because this would also give a kind of further uh, speed to, the, to a positive decision and to a market uptake with patients, with physicians, but especially also with the payers.
This is also important, but not solely, if you, for example, also go the so-called early paid access, the kind of uh, KFV 71 route, but also when you go the kind of normal pathway. I think we have heard all of those kind of different aspects. So as a summary, preparation is important. It's as important as in any other country, but keep in mind again, Switzerland is a smaller country, people know each other. So if you want really to be successful in Switzerland, really plan and prepare everything in advance. That was an episode of MAP, the market access podcast provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. MAP is available every second week with a new episode, so watch out. And in case you might have questions, contact me directly and or visit our website on www.marketaccess-pricingstrategy.de.